Hey everyone, welcome to the Game Gravy Rewind podcast. Uh, this is Michael speaking, and this is episode 69. 69. And, <laughs> 69, and I got Dante and Chris with me. Say hi, guys. We are finally here to the special and, uh, episode. This episode's going to be about our favorite romances in video games, and sex in video games, and all that fun stuff today. Um, whether it's good, bad, not enough, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll talk about games and our relation, like the the relationships and all that good stuff, because it's Valentine's Day. Yes, and Valentine's Day indeed. So we need to celebrate this. And before we before we go further and, and dive and dive into it, based on pure statistics <laughs> and our viewpoints that are going to be coming across here, out of all three of us, I'm single. Michael, obviously. Chris, are you single? I am currently talking with someone at the moment, so semi-single, but not really single. So you're single. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dante is engaged. Yes. So our he viewpoints will yes. vary and differ based on our maturity levels uh, and relationship status. Or lack thereof and um, uh, relationship status. Because, believe it or not, anybody can listen to this podcast, so we have to be held accountable for our words. Yes. Which I don't really care, but no. <laughs> and if you're listening to this right now, I am sorry for anything that's being said. Yeah, you know who you are. Too bad we don't have a disclaimer, but don't worry, we're not going to get offensive. No, well, at least we're trying not to. But whatever. Anyways, all right, let's start off with the easy one, right? Mm-hmm. Our favorite video game romances, our favorite romances within video games. I'm going to start it off with the most obvious one of all, Mario. And the princess. Of course. And then the second obvious one, which could be some people's first, is uh, Zelda and Link. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, some people don't realize, I mean, Zelda thinks, people think Zelda is Link, but then, yeah. Yeah, no, Zelda's the girl, Link is the dude with the sword. If you don't know that, I don't even know how you made it to this podcast. <laughs> you never know. This is the You never know, episode. that's right. Keywords, keywords, this is a special episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's just in case if you're a gamer and you always wondered, you know, or you're not old enough, <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, the other one is Final Fantasy Seven, Cloud and Ares. And I like to throw in there the love that never was, Tifa. She could have been well. She could have done well with Cloud. She could have, even though it was unreciprocated love. No, he was too busy, too busy brooding and uh, polishing his Buster Sword. Exactly. Rightfully so, because that sword was pretty badass. <laughs> but it was like his tallest. It was busting people. So it was busting people, dude. Um, this was probably Chris's favorite, Nate. And Elena. Oh, of course. I, I mean, I have to give a round of applause for that one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my favorite one too. Um, I think that's the best written, the most uh, like real, you know, real world. Yeah. Uh, written out of all of them, you know, minus the the shooting uh, people, tomb raiding, tomb raiding, sure. and mass murder, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the, they're real people. The actors and actresses are really yeah. good. They're like legit voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. You we feel talked, that you feel for them, you know, like. Yeah, we we talked about that. I think in our um, in our uncharted podcast that we had mm-hmm. it just just the way that they can um, convey emotion through the uh their their facial expressions and things like that right. because the motion capture is is incredible yeah and not only that yeah, they, not only sorry to cut yeah. you off dante but no, like, no, not, not only that but like even when the scene in uncharted for when they were just like having dinner 
and they were just like, oh yeah, well, like how was how was your day? And then she'll talk about her day, and then he'll be drifting off into thinking about what his next adventure will be, and they'll have a little rebuttal. He's like, oh, so what do you think I was talking about? It's like, oh, you were talking about this, right? Like, no, no, I was completely talking about the <laughs> other thing. But you know, you were way off the ballpark and whatnot. And then they have the rebuttal of the fact of like, hey, yeah. You cook dinner, let me do the dishes, kind of a thing, and then like, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh no, d- don't worry, I'll play you for it." Like, yeah, yeah, they're like real life. It's real yeah, life it's a, kind it's of feeling. Life. Like, so like that for me, I find that more enjo- enjoyable than it's like refreshing. Yeah, I think I find that more enjoyable anything. and kind of like relationship goals wise than anything else wise than anything else. Like witty, witty banter. Yeah, I mean witty banter. You know, playful witty banter. It can't be. You know, arguing with each other, then it's just. Do you seriously want to play uh, Crash Bandicoot to see who plays the dish, who washes the dishes? Yes. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? That is that is yeah. true. Man, I would never do dishes ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's tr- <laughs> poor Sarah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Mario cook. and Crash I, Bandicoot. I'm you do cook. You cook really well too. I'm. I can. I can attest to that. I, so. I think it's like I, I. think it's just a testament to Naughty Dog just how well they um, they can write that relationship and yeah through through its ups and downs too over over a four game span you know they, they've done a great job it makes you wonder but, if someone maybe over there has a relationship like that and they just kind of mirrored it from that that's i mean some people write based on what they know and what they've seen in life maybe you know sure, sure. I mean, besides being a really good writer i mean a lot of things have been written from reality from the uh, with the old guard though it it is it's it's wonderful to see Mario and the princess keep up that spark after over thirty years. I know, and right? uh, and and Link and Zelda as well. Yeah, but don't both the prince Zelda and the princess get taken in their games like every single time though? That's yeah, I mean that's that's on my list there. too though. I mean the unreciprocated maybe forced love is you know Bowser and the princess. That's that's a romance. Right, it's an unrequited, unrequited romance that you know. She's Bob's maybe... is just looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> right, right. Maybe you know she'll just feel bad for him and you know wear him down. <laughs> if he didn't have so many kids, I think he'd have a better t- chance of finding a date. Possibly. Yes, probably. He's... Too many, you know. He's got troopas. too many baby mamas. Poopa troopas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know he'll just wear her down eventually, and she'll just say, "Fine." Sorry, Mario. He got me. <laughs> probably did that already. Kind of like Michael Scott in The Office. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyways. Um, so the other one is from uh, The Witcher, Gerald and Trist. You guys think about that? Honestly, I never there. really dabbled into it. Um, besides playing Witcher 3 like a little bit. And then it's like, oh, well, they're in a relationship. And, oh, look, there's a sex scene. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was left it at that. That was pretty steamy. Sweet. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they did a great job. Have you, have you guys have played Witcher 3, yeah, right? I yeah, I have. Okay, yeah, I, have. yeah, I mean, I thought they did a great job writing writing their relationship as well because they're able to, even if you didn't play um, one or two or read the books, like they, they've done a great job of giving that relationship a lot of history even if you yes. haven't played it. So You kind of see some nuances going back and forth, kind of like almost like the, uh, you know, the Uncharted game, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely a lot of playing back and forth. Yeah, their playful antagonism towards one another is um, is is great. Like just the writing, the acting, uh, and all that is wonderfully done. So yeah, 
Yeah, and a, and a game. Uh, the other one would be a game with with that doesn't really have much love in it, but violence. You know what could have been Snake and Meryl. <laughs> Even though it was, you know, totally with the general's daughter. Could have been. Maybe. She hit on him kind of a lot in that game. <laughs> she wanted it. She, she, she wanted <laughs> the solid go there, snake. <laughs> I was, like, going to see it. I was like, someone's going to say that. <laughs> I knew Chris was going to make that joke, so I let it go. Uh, okay, I good. Knew he, I, knew he yeah. had that in the, I knew he had that in his back pocket. Yeah. Like, nope, nope. There we Honestly, go. Honestly, I just thought of it, but yeah. <laughs> You know, um, going on. That's pretty good. That's that's you know freestyle right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, the other one that you mentioned, Chris, was uh, or was it Chris or I don't know, Chris or Dante uh, was uh, Donna Maria from Gears of War. Yes, yeah. That really didn't really flesh out too much until like when Maria ended up dying and um, Dom acted like a sore little person about it, which is rightfully so. But, like, he was really emotional throughout the rest of the game. And then leading into 3 as well and until his potential demise. Sorry, spoiler alert, but the game's been out for, like, <laughs> 8 years, so you should already played it or have heard about yeah. it at least. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But eventually he does um, go back and find her body, and it was tortured so badly. And But, yeah, that, that was a little point where it, things got a little emotional in a Gears of War game which I didn't mm. expect yeah you don't because that game's kind of shallow yeah yeah it's it's uh you know very meatheadish and then uh you know they they throw the emotional daggers at you you know out and of nowhere like so choking yeah. on tears <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let's see here uh let's move keep moving down the list um I, and, and you know what there's some things that we're probably not going to mention Brainham. There's kind of so many. There's millions, not millions, maybe millions, thousands of games uh, from like the NES days to now that we could be forgetting characters. You know, if you think of a character that you're like, oh my gosh, why aren't they talking about this? Po- type it in our Facebook community or put it in the comments below, just so that we know, because we'll add it. We'll just know from there on out. You know, because yeah. we don't think about this stuff on a daily basis. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one, you have the stick of truth, South Park, right? And who's our favorite people in South Park there that have romance going on? You know, Stan and Kyle. <laughs> I mean, what? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Wendy and Stan. Um, because, you know, he pukes every time she kisses him. I think he got over that. But, um, but yeah, they're the classic classic couple. It's mainly that the other one was from some episodes in your season was Cartman and Kyle. How Cartman was like, it's my boyfriend. Stay away from him. <laughs> Because the new girl like Kyle. Uh, so, su- another surprise one for me here. Um, I didn't think that. I don't know how it would resonate with fans after they played the initial game, but in the Last of Us DLC Left Behind, there was a relationship between Ellie and her partner, Riley. And um, it is first known the fact, like, hey, yeah, Ellie is either a lesbian because she actually kissed Riley. Or bisexual, because we don't we don't exactly know. Or they're just really good friends. Or they just, yeah, <laughs> no, you could, you could definitely tell while playing that they're actually in, in a legit relationship. Sure. I, well, I thought I really like to, to your point. I thought they handled that again. This is Naughty Dog handling a relationship with with a lot of care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they did a great job with that, putting it in the DLC, uh, 
at the end. So, you, you know, you've already grown to really have an affection towards Ellie as a player. Right. And then, you know, you see her in, the, in that other in that other light, and it's a great way to build off of her character or build her character up. Uh, and especially with with them revealing that they're working on part two and all that stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we have no idea if that's going to play into the story or not, but it's uh, it's a great background. Right, right. Like, they, they do a great job building the background and building the backstory of that character. I mean, I can go on to a whole entire another podcast of, like, speculation of what The Last of Us Part 2 is going to be, but I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that here. But I will say the fact that, like, um, I just I just found it really... I don't, I don't know, I guess I could say comforting, or I, I felt it, like, um, I felt okay. I didn't feel hurt, or I didn't, or anything like that, when I found out the fact that Ellie could be like this. I really, and honestly, when this happened, I just didn't care. And I don't know how other game, games... I mean, it doesn't make you dislike the character, right? No, it, I mean... it doesn't. Like, the fact that actually, that it came out as that, it makes me respect her even more. For me... I don't, I don't know how other people would take a bit. To me, I found out, like, oh, this is something more. I found out about this person that, like, this video game character that, like, I didn't know. And, heck, I like her even more now because the fact she became more open, or at least the... It adds more depth yeah, adds to more the character. To the character, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think it makes characters more real when there's different nuances within them because they act... Because that, that line starts to blur from, like stale character to like ooh, the, you almost think of him as a real person after that yeah which is kind of cool yeah and you've just spent however long uh you've played the last of us in a in a almost like a father-daughter type role with with her and then she gets to break out and be her own like build her own story mm-hmm. and i think that's i think that's one of the one of the things that's strongest about that dlc um was her having her own uh, her own story and building her uh, off of that just singularly without having Joel involved. Right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Dante, did you have any, I know we're probably missing something in like the Nintendo, uh, fire emblem world or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but like two, two that I really wanted to point out was, uh, was Prince of Persia 2008, uh, was the reboot on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation three, uh, I thought the relationship with Alika and the the prince himself was was really cool. Uh, it was very similar to Alex and uh, and Gordon from from Half Life, like that mm, that okay. type of like helpful uh, helpful and a lot of affection there, but while also being a game mechanic. Interesting. Hmm. So. What about uh, the one that you had too, Chris? Uh, I I never really played that game, but uh, Max and Mona. Yes, from Max Payne. Max and Mona from Max Payne. Um, that was a, that was like during the time when I was like playing games on a PC. Um, but oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Max lost his family. He was went on a revenge rampage kind of a thing, and they, they threw this little relationship in there exactly they didn't really throw it in but like they developed this relationship of another woman in there and she's like kind of like torn up just like like torn up emotionally wise just like uh max is and they dive into the relationship of them and they of course had sex and all this other stuff and it turns out the fact that like she was actually sent to kill him but actually ended up falling in love with him and she couldn't kill Aww. him 
So, <laughs> again, for people who have not played the game, I'm sorry, but that game came out like a long time ago. So, spoilers. Yeah, years. Yeah. Years is. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add to before we go to the next section, Dante? Uh, I think my other one is on the bad side. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm all good. I can wait for that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. So, um, one thing that I did want to bring up that was interesting, we were talking about relationships in video games. There was a video game that had a different weird, had a different twist on relationships, and that's Catherine. Uh, that came out on Xbox 360 and also PS3, which was a um, a puzzle platformer slash adventure adventure game, uh, and that was <clears throat> uh, who who made that? That was an Atlas game, and yeah, from and then also uh, the same developers that created Persona, this Persona series, mm-hmm. um, and you play a guy named uh, Vincent Brooks. You know, who he begins having these crazy nightmares with like sheeps and weird things uh, about his girlfriend. And then, uh, you know, he starts to, to talk about marriage. She, she, his girlfriend starts, Catherine starts to bring up about marriage and commitment and all that stuff. And it freaks him out. He just keeps having um, nightmares, right? right? And then uh, he meets his other girl and starts to have an affair with her. And the nightmares become more intense as the affair continues. So it's kind of interesting about it's just a, not. I mean, I don't advocate cheating and stuff like that. That's not a good thing. I'd never have done it, and I won't. And uh, but like, it's just interesting because it's a whole polar opposite of relationships and romance. It's this weird puzzle platformer adventure game that's about cheating and affairs and fear of commitment. So I figured we'd add that to the list because it's interesting. It is interesting, and it's yeah, also a good games, game. If yeah, you have games played out there it. based off of a relationship too, like that's just a really cool premise. Yeah, it's just it's unique. You don't really see something like that too often. Um, on that note, we'll start to segue into this uh, the second portion. But before we do, I just can't wait to get my uh, Nintendo Switch. Two weeks, right? <laughs> two weeks. Is it two yeah, weeks now? Two weeks from yeah. Friday. Yeah. The, the first game I ordered was uh, the Zelda, the Breasts of the Wild. I mean, Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you get the one, that one. Oh, that yeah. one. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go tit for tat with you later on that. All right, yeah. But, no, that game's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get it and play it. Uh, the Zelda part. Um, yes. And we're going to move into the good, the bad, or not enough in the video game areas in regards to adult-themed video games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I'm going to bring up that's on my list, and then we can switch and go you know, throughout each one of us, is obviously The Witcher 3. That caused a lot of controversy recently because it's a newer game, and there was you know, a bunch of sex scenes in that. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it not enough? Was it like, what the heck? Dante, you have a fun wanna... story. I know you do to share <laughs> about that. Yeah, um, I, well, <laughs> um, the sex scenes didn't... Did it make add... you feel awkward at all? I mean, like no, that, that's no, the main like, thing that, we're talking yeah, about. Were no, they like, awkward? Were they cool? Or were they no, were like, yes! Just, or were you like, ugh, yeah, this is just weird. to get the story out of the way, I had been playing, I'd been playing The Witcher, and uh, I'd been playing The Witcher 3, and my, uh, my fiancé came home, and it just so happened to be the beginning of one of the sex scenes when she came home. 
and uh figures right yeah, <laughs> and she she's like what do you do like what i you know got out give her a hug and a kiss hi and all that stuff and the game's still going on in the background and uh she's like what are you playing I'm like i'm playing the witcher and she's like all oh, that the sword and magic game i'm like yeah and she's like are they having sex like they're about to and she's like, they, have, they have sex in video games like yes honey they have sex in video games and then you know i had to go through the whole uh the whole sh- you know explanation and all that stuff and she's like well good for him <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah but i don't like the for that game specifically i don't think it helped i don't think it makes like a big i don't think it makes a big difference uh, either or but it was, was it kind of funny i mean or you know oh yeah i mean she laughed at it she, yeah. she thought it was funny um but it's uh it it's obviously weird to explain because these are digital characters. Well, know, yeah, so but that you also have invested it. time into and yeah. got to know better and built up. So yeah, at that point you're like, yeah, get some, do it, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you weren't, but I was. I don't know that I was rooting him on, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was. You know, I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for my my little digital warrior in there to get some right. There you go. Go, go have some fun. You earned it. You just took uh, out a werewolf. Yeah, right. Do you, you buddy? Do it. you? <laughs> um. What about you, Chris? Have you played The Witcher Three and experienced that? Uh, no. I I mean, I dabbled probably maybe a couple of hours into Witcher Three, but uh, that game for me was just too too massive, and there's just like so much going on in two open worlds. So I was like. Around the time, I think more games were coming out, and I was like, I wasn't in a place to sit down with that much of an open world game. You had a fear of commitment, Chris. You know what? <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that's what you're saying, is that you had a fear of committing to The Witcher 3. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I actually wanted to go back into the complete edition, because I wanted the complete experience. I didn't want to sure. partial. I wanted the whole thing. <laughs> All right. All it's right. it is. I mean, to your point, it is a massive undertaking. It really is. The game is unequivocally just gigantic. I can't remember, so, but I was talking to Anthony, and he was telling me I was visiting him at the time in Florida, and we were playing Witcher Three, going back and forth, taking turns, and we were on like the first map area, and I'm like, "How long have you played this game?" You know, he put like hours into this game just on the first map, though unlocking everything and then like he was super leveled up so when he started to go through to beat the game like he was just like destroying people and and things and monsters and stuff because he's spent so much time discovering every nook and cranny and that i am guilty of that too because i have that ocd rpg background of like let's discover all the secrets and find everything and unlock everything like it's almost like a completionist sickness (laughs) like you want to you want to complete stuff um I think it's more like a cool thing instead of a sickness, though. This means we're more committed than others. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll take a little um, jab. Unlike, no, I, you know, no, but no, but for, for real though, it was cool to experience that stuff, and I grew from that. So when I went to go play my game, I learned things that I didn't realize about the game, and it helped me progress through mine too. So, so props to him on that one. But yeah, it could just show you that, um, you know. There's so much in that game. It's so open that it's crazy. Yeah, I think they. I think that because that was such a um, such a big game, especially for what it had been previously in the series, it took a lot of people by took a lot of people by surprise, and um, they didn't know what they were getting. You know, didn't know what they were getting into. So when you get like a Mass Effect type sex sex scene in there, mm-hmm. you know, it takes people off. You know, it takes people off guard. So 
Well, there you go. And Mass, Mass Effect is on the list, too. Yeah. That's a good segue, right? That's a, yeah, it's a perfect segue. <laughs> now, like personally, I haven't, I haven't experienced it, even though I played Mass Effect. I guess I didn't have enough patience to get through to that part. Had I known there would have been sex scenes, I might have stuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're in all three of them, actually. You can... Are they even good, or they were cheesy? I remember that game. Some of the animation was really... I mean, no pun intended, but the animations were kind of stiff and not fully... Oh no! It, it was definitely stiff. I mean, like, I don't think they, I don't think they really showed anything. I don't. So how do you know they're having sex? The fact, like, was it? I was mean, just like sex initiating. Hit X, and then next scene. Kind of, yeah. Actually, to be honest, and then you and woke they, up. You woke they, up, and you're like, "Sweet, that was great. Thank and you." And they like, you see them without their clothes off, or they, they're putting the clothes back on, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, well." We all know you guys just did. Okay, so it was implied yeah. innuendo that that okay. It it wasn't like you know like other games graphic graphically. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of graphic, let's jump into the next part. How about that? Um, Grand Theft Auto series, right? You got the uh, San Andreas hot coffee mod thing. We can actually see them having sex. Mm, that was right. <laughs> that was wow. <laughs> That was such a huge mess. That was such a huge mess up on their part. I just remember that being... Um, yeah. It wasn't even a mod, I think. That was the, a bug. Yeah, it was like national... I remember that being national news on cable networks. Yeah. And, yep. and, things like, and they and had to come out with networks. a different uh, edition of it. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. yeah. Take the, it out. I yeah. have the hot coffee version. I yeah. Yep. I, had been, I had been working at a video game store at that time, and we had to send back... Uh, our current copies and wait for uh, yep, the replacement new ones, copies. The patch versions to yep. come out. Yep, I remember they got a huge fine and and all that stuff. But yeah, um, I remember that. Uh, but like Grand Theft Auto Three is uh, is what popped. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what popped my cherry into video game sex. Yeah, same here. Like uh, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, oh, let's see. I mean, I think they all from there on out. Like Grand Theft Auto Four, you had the. Uh, the goals of trying to text girls yeah. and try to have date them and have sex with them. That was also in uh, the big thing in GTA Five is the strip clubs. Yeah. You could literally get lap dances and pay for strip clubs and multiple girls and you know have sex with your girlfriends on your cell phone. You know, and, like go to their houses and stuff and like. And actually, you could actually end up getting the stripper's number and she can actually come yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that was a huge, I mean, I don't want to say huge component of the game, but it was a very large uh, thing that they had to take time and develop to have some gameplay around that. I'm sure if you wanted to just do that for a while, you could. Yeah. But Um, if you really wanted that stripper's number, you really had to work, you had to really throw some money. I remember that. But yeah, you're earning money. You're robbing people and stealing cars. And come on, man, you got that money. Yeah, but no, but it's like 15 minutes of literally, oh, yeah. Here's some money. Make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. I mean, that was pretty fun to do. I I admit. So, make it rain. <laughs> um, and then Chris, you mentioned God of War. Yes, there were. I think I believe there was a, literally in every single God of War game, there was at least one sex scene where you actually had to tap circle X X or circle or yeah, something, X right? X or circle. Uh, until like I remember that harder didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> didn't they have like a uh, wasn't there a joystick swirl too? 
Yes. If I remember correctly, I'm yeah. assuming <laughs> to switch positions at that point. Yes, yeah, because yeah. you were in a hot tub, I think, in one scene with girls, yep. with a bunch of a bunch of girls. And then it was a hot tub, and then there was actually the bed part. And then, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that too. And then too. it was X circle X, blah 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 blah, and then you do a little swirl thing and you change positions. Then yeah, but they didn't actually really show it. You just implied it because then you all you hear is like moaning going on in the background and like a bunch of thumping noises. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Um, let's see. Next one was uh, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, right? Yep. You got Doctor Darling and uh, Rex Colt getting it on in this like classical looking sex scene where it's like bur- purple and black and they're silhouetted and you could tell one's on top of the other. I think she was on top of him, and you could just see what's going on. I mean, it was clearly it was sex, but it was like you know more of an animated thing. It wasn't like uh, like real people thing like The Witcher. And believe it or not, that actually really actually actually happened and. In- actual Far Cry 3 game and and not just Blood Dragon. See, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That that was weird within itself because that actually happened I believe twice. That happened. Oh, wow. Like uh, in the first first time it happened you're like, oh, that's that's interesting. And the second part it happened which was like there's alternate ending to the game. You can either leave the island with your friends or you could meet back up with this chick and then there's like this whole tribunal thing going on and you guys have sex on top of this hilltop or whatever and like as soon as you go in her she kills you interesting yeah that was was weird it's pretty weird yeah and then you uh you brought up the other one heavy rain heavy rain yeah and you can that it was more lines of a choice if you really wanted to go that route between um Ethan and uh, I believe the name Kate or something like that. I think, I think that's what the I can't remember her name. I'm, I wish I could help you. I cannot remember her name. I think that, I think that's her, the name of her. I didn't even know that was an option. I like that game. I don't. I don't think I went down that route. It was um. It was like right after the point where he was really hurt and Ethan was really hurt and oh, and he was vulnerable. He was vulnerable and, and then like yeah. they're like oh, well, I think it's like after the electric. The electric part, I guess, or maybe the finger mm-hmm. part. I, I, I don't know. All I, all I know is the fact that it was an option for it to happen. Where you could like advance and move on it, but like the animations for that was just like <laughs> so beyond weird. <laughs> like I have to go back and play like, that just to see because I don't think I. I think I was naive and didn't even understand what was going on, and I was like, no, let's what? No, I'm not wasting my time. Let's keep going. Like, them kissing was just like the most <laughs> awkward thing I could possibly watch i was like what is going on what is this but yeah um i will bring up the most weirdest one of all and um it was so weird that kutaku picked it up and published an article about it and it's doom and it was the guy who created a lot of different mods for doom and it's called h doom and it's a mod for doom that turns doom into this anime hentai dating sim mm-hmm. there's you know you're not rocking around shooting demons or whatever but you're all the demons have been morphed into these sexy anime girls that are like half demon and half women with fully naked and you're having conversations with them and pretty much everybody's banging everybody and having sex with everybody in hell and that's your goal to do that as well and you have these very hilarious hilarious conversations with these different women and demon women and then you're hitting the space bar and doing things to to uh sex them up 
Uh, which is really weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. I, <laughs> it's it's kind of odd, but yeah, it was it, it caused so much controversy in the gaming space that some people were like, "This is awful," and blah blah, and they were like, they wrote they wrote an article about it, and you know, the, the developer he was bored and he had fun with it. He wasn't doing it to be serious, and he wasn't doing it to like get kicks and like unlike um offend people on purpose he was just like who gives a crap let's make this for fun this is hilarious right. there's nothing like this exists let's let's maybe he did it to piss some people off but he was just like let's just have fun with this um but it was in no way meant to be a serious thing so because it was kind of just scrapped together really quick i have to say that was the weirdest one <laughs> um dante do you have any to add to this uh, the only weird one I had was, uh, was Fable, um, and it, it didn't even really ever show you having sex, it's more just the, uh, the, the process of, of wooing somebody, you would have to buy a home, uh, Oh yeah, cause can't you like person. marry someone or something like that? Yeah, yeah, you, you'd buy a home and then you'd, uh, you'd make a bunch of heroic gestures, uh, and then you'd make them fall in love with you and you'd buy a ring and get married and all that stuff, and it was just a, it was a... It was super weird, but it was a, uh, I, it was it was just very, very goofy in an in an otherwise even goofier game, um, just a great sure. just a great mechanic and uh, a lot of laughs. Yeah, I, that's that was pretty funny. I remember that. Um, I still have that game for Xbox three hundred and sixty. Um, the fable was it Fable three that did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three was yeah. for three hundred and sixty. <clears throat> um, and two. And two, okay, that's right, that's right. Um, okay, so I mean, we're pretty much done running through the list, uh, and we're close to wrapping up the podcast here. But let's pose one last question. And if you're still listening, props to you for <laughs> sticking through with everything because we're just being goofy and stuff. But you know, we were we stayed on topic for the most part. Um, in all seriousness, though, um, Chris brought up a good point earlier, and we were, we were all talking about this. Uh, two questions I pose. One is. Um, does sexuality in games, uh, should there be more of it? Um, does it make a difference, um, or does it enhance gameplay? And the second question, super quick, is, um, to follow that up, is, uh, is there too much sex in video games or not enough? Or is it just right? Um, I believe it's just right, because, I mean, yeah, I believe it's just right. You, you, you have your... Things that you expect in different video games. I mean, it's not like abundant amount. You expect it in God of War. You expect it in Grand Theft Auto. Becomes like kind of a, the norm. And now you kind of expect it in The Witcher. And mm-hmm. since now that it happened in like other games in the franchise, franchises and whatnot, you kind of expect it to keep along the trend. But then with games that come out of nowhere. They like they don't have like a series like a franchise behind it, kind of like um, Lollipop Chainsaw when that came out. That was like beyond ridiculous. Oh, I forgot about that game. That was a fun game. Yeah, it's just like um, I mean those games you like those are only for like, I guess if you really want to dabble into it. But those I mean, if you see the name Lollipop Chainsaw, I mean come on, you gotta be. You gotta think it with your head to be like, okay, do I? I really know what I'm getting myself into with that kind of name. Sure. 
And the thing that you pointed out with, um, you know, uh, Last of Us and stuff like that, uh, with the difference in the sexuality of the characters and stuff like that and different gender, you know, I, I personally think that, like, it, different things of the way Naughty Dog displays their uh, characters are very unique. And I don't know, I think it adds to it. I, I, surprises like that are always, I think surprises in video games are the best. And I personally didn't expect to be have sexuality and different things inserted into certain video games especially like the witcher i wasn't expecting that um and it kind of threw me off guard but it didn't turn me off of it it just kind of was like hmm, it's an added layer of interest right okay cool you know i wasn't offended in any way um but uh yeah it's interesting what about you dante uh i, I think we've i think we're um probably past the point of surprise and it being in a jarring fashion like the original god of war and sure. grand theft auto 3 you know, things like that are, are you're not going to be taken surprise more than likely uh, anymore. Um, it, it's games aren't really doing that now if, to be gratuitous or to just to be jarring or uh, take you by surprise. Things like that. It, it's more more than likely now you're seeing it more in a, a more tasteful, uh, artful manner that that's servicing a story or servicing a scene or servicing a character. Uh, so sure. if it's done in that way, you know. Do it. Do whatever you, you know. It's your game. Uh, do what you do. Uh, I don't really care either way. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't usually uh, help me enjoy the game more or uh, be immersed in the game more. Yeah, it's not going to have it's, me buy the game more or not be interested yeah. in the game for some reason. I'm yeah, like, like, oh, we, I need this stuff in there. You know? Yeah, like we brought up. We brought up. Uh, you know, Ellie earlier. Uh, that her sexuality builds off of her character. But it's not done in a gratuitous manner. Yes, um, correct. It was done in a subtle character growth way. Right. Sure. And, and uh-huh. I think if you're doing it that way, if you're servicing the story, servicing the character, servicing the game, I think you can do whatever you want. Like Nate, like we talked about Nate, Nate and Elena earlier, mm-hmm. they they don't have an overly sexualized relationship, but they have a very human relationship. Right. Yes. So if you're getting, uh, if you're getting in that direction, then you're doing well. Yeah, I, I think you're doing it. The Were right you making way. people have feelings, right? Yeah, and and the same the same goes for The Witcher Three also. Like Ger- like Geralt and Triss, like that that relationship. There is a lot of history behind it. It's not just a uh, you know hit it and quit it type thing. Like there there's a lot of history and a lot of uh, feeling there between those two characters. So exactly. You know, yeah, I I'm for it if it's done in a great if it's done in a in a good fashion and done in an artful fashion. Agreed. 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 Well, on that note, we'll end it on a positive, happy note. And for everybody that's listening, um, I know there are quite a few females that do listen to this. Um, thanks for listening in, and happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, Sarah. I know you won't listen to this. Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> happy Valentine's All right, see everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.